0: Hey, y'all, welcome back to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. I am your host, Heather McFadden, and this is the place where I'm going to walk alongside you and connect you with people and resources so that you know that you don't mom alone. You are joining us for our special Summer of Mentorship. It's six weeks where we republish previous interviews with fantastic mentors. And we are kicking this series off with an episode that originally aired in February of 2014. That's right, almost six and a half years ago with my friend,
1: Rachel Ann Ridge. It's a pleasure for me to be able to say to you and to younger moms, just to, you know, to hang in there and to just know that the Lord is, He's for you Mm -hmm. and He's on your side and He's giving you daily grace and, you know, daily strength to um, meet the needs of, of your children. And, and just the fact that you are your children's best gift. And you, you just you should never forget that. They're, um, they will go through life and know that you always have their back, that you are doing your very best for them. and um, you know what greater gift can a child have as they go into life than to know that their mom isn't perfect but, you know, but loves them and supports them?
0: Yes, Rachel Ann Ridge is a speaker and author and a professional artist living here in Texas. But to me, she is a wise, grace-filled friend. And I'm so thankful that our paths overlapped so many years ago and have continued to follow alongside each other. Since this interview, she has written several books about donkeys. Can you believe it? Lessons that stray donkeys have taught her. One is called Flash and one is called Walking with Henry. You can check out both of those links in the show notes. But more than anything, she is the epitome of a wise mentor. She has raised three children, they are all adults, and she has five grandchildren, some of whom are living with her during this quarantine with one of her daughters. So she gets the stress of all this time, but also the joy. And that is what you're going to get from this episode. Parenting. Joy. Let's get right to it. Here we go. I know I gave you fair warning, but uh, on the God Sitter Mom podcast, we usually ask moms coming on about any kind of humbling stories, times through motherhood. We all know motherhood is a sanctification process, getting us more Christ like and making us aware of how limited we are. So um, I gave you a tiny bit of warning that I was going to ask <laughs> you that question. And so, in your motherhood story, um, I know you got to spend time home with them and you had two girls real close together. And So was there any time in your life where you got to the end of yourself and you realized, I can't do this without God?
1: Uh, Well... Like I said, pick one. There's so many that, you know, it's all a little bit of a blur. But, um, you know, I, I think we had, um, both Tom and I came from, um, Christian homes. And so we did have a good foundation, um, to begin with. And I'm really, really appreciative of that. And, um, you know, it just reaps a lot of blessings. You, you do things that, um, um, kind of come instinctively. Um, but then you have. Uh, kind of a false sense of of confidence mm-hmm. that you're going to uh, have this awesome family and the kids are going to, of course, be well scrubbed and <laughs> obey and you know be to bed on time and um, you know no matter what your background or your foundation is, you're you're really unprepared for uh, the tantrums, for the disobedience, for the messes, mm-hmm. for uh, you know for just how um, short your fuse can be. And, um, I, I think that, uh, probably, uh, I, I think back to maybe about the time that Grayson was two, which would put, um, the girls, you know, plus five years, uh, on top of that, that I just, we both just kind of looked at each other and went, uh, this isn't, this isn't going the way mm. we want it to go. And, um, we need, we need some help. And, um, right about that time, our church was offering, um, some parenting classes. And, um, and so we went through, um, several parenting classes together and, and those, um, doing that together, I say was, um, one of the, very, very best things that, that we did as a family, because it just, it got us onto the same page. It really made us talk about our spiritual values and what we wanted our family to look like. It helped us, it helped us to really shore up those areas of, um, you know, disobedience and, Mm. um, and getting to the point where we really could enjoy the children as much as we wanted to. And, um, so I, I really kind of point to that time of life is really getting us onto the right track and and recognizing that that no matter how uh, good you think you have it, you still need help and you still have to throw yourself upon, you know, the mercy of the Lord and the wisdom of those that have gone before you to, um, to help you. Well, I think so. that's, that's exactly where
0: like the sage you just said. So your son was two, your daughter's seven, your other daughter's nine. Mm-hmm. and That's like
1: right where mm-hmm. we are. And, we are and you like, know, you just have those, those attitude issues that you're just like, you know, I am not prepared for this. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and, yep. and and I really do struggle. I'm like, I really want to enjoy this, I really do, but I'm really not. Like, yeah, I want to enjoy the yeah. two year old, but the tantruming and throwing things, and I'm struggling to. So, was what was the course yeah. name? <laughs> Can I get a name? Can I get a number because <laughs> we could. Well, and
1: that. it may have changed. It may have changed. Um, we did Growing Kids God's Way. Okay, yeah, I've um, heard of that. yeah, yeah. And, um, and it, it was like an 18 week. I mean, it was pretty, pretty intensive. And, you know, there were some things that, that we didn't use, but there were just a lot, a lot of things that, that really just made a, uh, gave us a firm foundation of, of establishing our parenting on, um, on respect and honoring and, and really just seeing that, um, parenting as a process and, um, you know, what you do with a two year old is not what you do with a 12 year old or a 16 mm-hmm. year old. And, you know, and just being able to embrace that and and realize that, um, you, you don't have all of the control that you, you know, that you wish that you could, but yet God's grace is there every single day. And, um, you know, he really does meet you where you're at. That's really good. It's always a humbling experience no matter what. So yeah, that's all I can say.
0: I think that's – it's just encouraging to hear. I think one of the reasons I like to have moms who have grown children on is you've walked the the journey so far. I did have a guest on who mm-hmm. had – then had issues with grown children. But I think mm-hmm. um, just to get – we. Her, It just feels like a really long road until they are on their own and we desperately don't want to mess up. (laughs) Like, we just don't.
1: Well, I... Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I really valued, um, having friends who had older kids who, um, who would say things to me, this too shall pass Mm -hmm. and, um, and really help me, you know, I'd be obsessing about, am I, you know, am I ruining my kids because, you know, they won't eat their broccoli or because that we're fighting about bedtimes or, you know, whatever the case is. And they just kind of, you know, put their hand on my, on, on my shoulder and say, you know what, it's going to be okay. Don't, you know, don't, don't make mountains out of molehills, pick your battles and, um, you know, and just lighten up a little bit. And, you know, I think that's, that's a message that we, you know, we just need to hear that, that it's going to be okay. And, you know, and God's grace covers a multitude of our, what we think is a failure or a, a shortcoming in our parenting. Um, you know, God's bigger than all of that. Yeah. So when I think that I, I I think I try so hard
0: that I end up sabotaging everything. So Mm -hmm. I'm wanting to do it right so badly that I put so much pressure on myself that I don't enjoy it. And then, then I'm actually sabotaging it. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, uh, it's in the wanting to do it all perfectly yeah that i'm not doing it <laughs> perfectly like, and, and like if what? i and could just have- take a step back and like lighten up a little bit like yeah up a bit. I, I i really struggle with lightening up a little bit <laughs>
1: Well, you know, the great, the great thing is, is that, um, as your kids get older and you ask them what, you know, what kinds of things do they remember? Um, you know, they, they don't remember any of the angst that you were experiencing. Mm, That's good. Uh, They don't remember that you were trying to make things, you know, enjoyable and perfect. They'll, they'll remember some of the oddest, strangest things and, (laughs) you know, treasure those, you know, they'll, they'll say things like, Oh, remember how we used to make cookies in the kitchen or remember how we used to, um, you know, one thing that we always did is we'd, we'd have um, milkshakes and popcorn and watch movies. Um, mm. And that's just one of their very, very favorite memories. And, you know, we always think, oh, I didn't do that often enough. But even the things that you do just kind of hit and miss, those are precious and priceless. And, um, you know, they they remember those things. They, they don't remember that you you know, that you messed up. So. Well, that's good.
0: That's good. That's, you know, how many hours in the counselor's couch are they going (laughs) to spend? No. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So with, you know, you said you did the Growing Kids God's Way, which I think is really a good idea to get on the same page because yeah oh even, yeah i mean my husband and i grew up in very similar homes but it's amazing how different they still are and you know it would be sometimes we see things differently as far as yeah. like, what to do and we each are responding in the way we know and so to get on the yeah. same page i think that's huge and then as mm-hmm. far as you like when you're did you struggle with anger or frustration with your kids or like what did you have like a a go to uh, <laughs> pitfall with your kids that you just um, uh, needed God more for. I don't, I know for me it's uh, anger. Oh, I, I'm boy. definitely have the anger thing going. So I need yeah. I need God's spirit for patience. But um, Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Know. You well, seem well, so
0: like uh, sweet and calm. I can't imagine <laughs> you
1: getting angry. <laughs> I know. I know. I'd like you to think I'm like that all the time, but, yeah. um, I was absolutely horrible with the, uh, tantrums and the, and crying with mm. the, um, preschoolers, yeah. um, when they'd throw themselves down on the floor and foam at the mouth and, you know, <laughs> scream about not wanting to put their shoes on, you know, or, or what, whatever, you know, you look at them crossways and they're next thing, you know, they're, Screaming about it, um, I—that just made my my blood would just boil instantly, and I would just get so angry. Um, so I, I really, I did really struggle with it with that in particular, mm-hmm. um, you know. And I'd read all the books. Okay uh, walk away, you know, do, do all the, I tried all of it. Um, you know, thankfully they, they really do grow out a lot out of a lot of that stuff. Um, of course anger, uh, you know, when they have, um, attitude issues, I think that's probably the, um, the hardest thing to deal with. Um, as your kids get older, mm-hmm. you know, those types of things come out and, um, y- y- you know, you just have to walk away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cool off, ask for wisdom, you know, bite your tongue and, you know, and try to um, uh, deal with it in a positive way. But, you know, those are those are probably my two biggest areas that I struggled with.
0: What if I told you you could get high quality organic and non-GMO groceries delivered to your door for a lot less than you're paying now and help out other families In need. Well, that's what I'm doing since I discovered Thrive Market. As a proud Thrive Market member, I'm getting products that I love, and my paid membership is providing a free membership for someone else in need, like a low income family, a teacher, a veteran, or a first responder. What's fantastic about Thrive Market is you can search all of their products by whatever diet you are specifically looking for, whether it's because of allergies or other issues that your body needs specific nutrients for. Go check it out. You're saving 25 to 50% off traditional retail prices, and their carbon-neutral shipping is free on orders over $49. So if you want to try out Thrive Market and become a risk-free member, go to thrivemarket.com DMA. If you join today, you'll get up to $20 of shopping credit towards your first order. That's T-H-R-I-V-E, Thrive Market, dot com slash dma to start your risk free membership and get up to twenty dollars towards your first order, thrive market dot com slash dma. So, did you have a time that you
1: met with God? With God? Um i I have been really terrible about having set. Times. Um, I am a wing it kind of gal preach, and, it, um, preach it, preach it, preach <laughs> it We were talking about that earlier I, I value my sleep. Um, I, I'd sleep to the last minute and you know, if it's, if it's sleep or eat breakfast, I'll take sleep every single time. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of a big believer in pockets, um, finding little pockets of time and, um, having my Bible and notebook handy, having it at my bedside. Um, I like to crawl into bed at night and use that as my, um, devotional time or, or my reading time. um, you know, I, I just admire the people that can, when their kids take naps, they're, they're like, oh, that's the time I get my Bible studying done. And I do BSF and, you know, all these in-depth things. And I'm like, seriously, once that baby is down for a nap, I'm taking my own nap. So, um, so I was not really very good at, you know, using that time constructively. So, and I'm still like that. And I think, I think God's okay with it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I totally agree. And that's why I asked that question of all of my guests is because I know how I do it and how it works for me. And I know how a couple of other people, but I think that it's good to see there are godly women who do it in different ways. And a lot of it's personality, a lot of it's scheduling, a lot of it's season of life. Um, I mean all we, of that. Yeah, all yep. of that. Like if, you know, you and I were talking about, we're more like we're not so much write it down to-do list kind of people. We're very reactionary and like as it comes towards us, we deal with it. Mm-hmm. So, it's harder to, you know, maybe be organized and Yeah,
1: set aside and you at know, time. you you know, you can't beat yourself up on it. No. Uh, uh, About things like that, Um, there and like you you mentioned, seasons of life. And I mean, I could probably, um, you know, name five different seasons of life. And um, and there are times when more structure uh, works well, and I need that. And then there are other times when when life is so full. Um, and you're going so many different directions that really the, you know, the best that I've been able to do is to, um, snatch moments here and there. And, and, um, and really, uh, you know, what I, I will tell you driving in the car is one of my biggest, best times to, that's, that's the time that I used to, to pray. Um, if I have to run an errand, um, and I, you know, have the luxury of being by myself, um, I, Rarely will listen to the radio or to anything, but I use that time to, um, to think, to, um, you know, meditate on scripture, to pray. So driving in the car is one of my really best times. That's great. That's a good tip. I think those are, I think having the Bible
0: available by the bedside, driving in the car, those are great, great ideas. Yeah. Getting God centered. So, okay. Okay. We talked about your humbling. We talked about your centering. Now, I would love to ask you, what if you could do the whole thing over again? <laughs> what? <laughs> what would you do differently? We'll start with the negative, and then we'll go to the positive. What would you do differently
1: in your mothering? Oh boy, um, I. That's a that's a hard one. Um, I really consciously. Um, try to take to heart what older mo- mothers would say, to to really enjoy and embrace um, the moment or the season that you're in, mm-hmm. um, and and it's not easy to do that. And I I think that there were times, particularly um, as my kids got older, and I was juggling um, a, a, this art business and having to be on job sites and race home and pick up kids from school and get dinner on the table and go to church and go to youth group that, um, I was just kind of anxious to get that season over with mm. and be done with it and move on. And, um, it, rather than just realizing that it's a, it really is a very brief season. It, it is just a few years and then, and it really is gone. Um, so I think if I could do it over again, I, I would, um, Maybe take fewer naps. <laughs> <laughs> but, but. Uh, just you know keep keep that in mind to, to really enjoy and savor um, each each moment because even in the even in the hard um, seasons there are um, things that you can miss when you're anxious to just move on to the next thing when you're just you know you just get so fed up with the obnoxious middle schooler and you're just like oh please just grow out of this stage when there are so many things that are really really beautiful and precious um, and you never get a chance to go back to. So that's what I would do over again.
0: Yeah. I mean, that is, so on Wednesday nights we have church and um, my boys go to choir and then I meet like in this secret room, the like bride's closet (laughs) with some other moms, a lot of who homeschool, some don't, but, um, and we go around and this, there's this like chart they use to talk about feelings and each person takes a turn and talks about what they're feeling, which it sounds like total... Chick stuff, right? Like, we yeah. sit around and talk about our feelings. Yeah. But um, I realized I never really stopped and like felt what I was feeling. Like, she said, You can't say yeah. that you feel tired because that's not really an emotion. I was like, oh, Okay. Okay. So, what can I say if I can't say tired? So, it's like, you know, list fear and then under that it will have anxious or whatever. And then it's like right. all the different ones. Uh-huh. And people are going around and they're like, I feel joy and I feel joy. And I'm like, almost everyone said joy. And I was like, Oh my gosh. I don't think I ever feel joy. What is wrong with me? I'm not feeling joy ever. <laughs> I'm feeling anxious and frustrated and guilt. And like every other emotion on the chart, I f- have felt yeah, that day. Right. But I don't think I felt joy. And I was like, oh, no. Why am I not enjoying this? I am not enjoying motherhood at all. And so like even coming home, I was like, realized I wasn't actually tuning in to the times when I was smiling, or I was enjoying a moment. Like I, they just kind of happened and I moved on instead of, like I noticed the times when I felt angry, or I noticed the times I felt guilty, or like I really tuned into those emotions, but I was not tuning in to the fact that I felt joy. And I think that that, Uh that I bet that a lot of moms feel the joy but miss it in the re- racing or miss it in the yeah. overwhelming of the guilt and the shame and the fear yeah. and the anxiety. Yeah. And so that to me was just like eye-opening that I
1: – That's huge. I think that's huge. That Absolutely. if you can just
0: tune into those – I mean, it's almost like Ann Voskamp's 1,000 Gifts where you're like being thankful, and I think that brings you joy mm-hmm. because you're just stopping to notice the things that are good. Yeah but I almost think even just stopping to notice that you're feeling an emotion that's good. Um, yeah, I think then, then when you look back as they're grown, you can say, yeah, but I don't have any regrets because I did stop in those times that were good. And I acknowledged them and didn't raise,
1: you know, I, I think that's so good, Heather. Um, you just being just kind of, being present in in the moment and stopping to um, you know take note of it. Um, it there's something about that because yeah we spend a whole lot more time uh, on the on the negative emotions and trying to figure out what what's not working and why you feel angry why you feel guilty and and then we move right on past all the good stuff sometimes and our mm-hmm. you know our our days are so full and we're juggling so much but um, you know there there are pockets and moments of joy and they're all around us and uh, sometimes you have to make them sometimes you have to look for them yeah <laughs> sometimes you have to you know, seek them out. But, um, but that's, that's really, really
0: good. So, okay. There was that, that was negative. Now we're going to go to positive since we're talking about focusing on the positive. What was one thing you felt like you did really well with your kids?
1: Um, I think that I, I really enjoyed them. Um, I, I think that as they, as they got, um, older, especially those, um, upper elementary, middle school, high school years, um, kids are so funny and they say the funniest things and their outlook on life is just, you know, it's just brilliant. And, um, you can miss that when you're, you know, you're in the car, you're going and, you know, pushing, pulling, trying to get things done. And, um, so I really think that, um, one of the things that I, I did best was, um, to look at each child and, um, and see the things that brought them joy and try to do those things with them and enjoy those moments, um, with them. And, um, and I think that's why as grown kids, we or even, in, you know, in high school and young adulthood, we have great relationships.
0: Mm. Mm, so you really connected with each child. Oh
1: yeah. Specifically. Yeah. Well, you, you, well, you know, you just look for those things that light up that particular child, you know, mm. for one, it might be, they like to have you like my son. He used to just like me to be in the same room with him and watch him play with his blocks or color or, you know, I didn't have to do anything, but just be there with him. And so he was definitely one that um, enjoyed quality time and, and that stayed true. Hmm. All the way to all the way through all of those years, so it just helps you to to enjoy, and um, and that makes for some really great memories.
0: It's kind of like the love languages thing. You're kind of definitely tuning into how they feel love, and yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, and they're all so different. That's what's. You know, that's what's really cool. You know, same mom and dad, same family, (laughs) and they're all just wired so differently.
0: Yes, totally true. Okay, so how is it now that you are the youngest looking grandmother? (laughs) (laughs) How is it seeing your, your daughter do this now? Like she's raising... A daughter, right? A daughter? You have a granddaughter?
1: Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, she, uh, my daughter, oldest daughter has, uh, a almost nine month old. And then my second daughter is expecting a baby this summer. So mm. I'm, you know, I, I'm just now I'm like, okay, y- y'all just have babies bring it on because I <laughs> think this is really fun. Yeah. Um, it, it is really, uh, I have to say it's so gratifying and, and, um, it, Every single day, I, ju- I thank the Lord for for His grace and for His bounty. Um, and seeing uh, and your kids have children is something that you always think that, that's what old people do, and that's <laughs> what. <laughs> Um, you know that's way off in the future um, but the day really does come and when it does and you just see how ready they are for it and how great they're doing and and kind of reliving some of the same struggles that you had at that stage of your life um, it's just an incredible blessing and um, it, it's what you work for you know mm-hmm. it's what you, it's mm-hmm. reaping the blessing of of all the the years of hard work and, and you know and just seeing what God really can do in a family and you know I just believe that God is um, he delights in our families, and he's so much bigger than what we can hope and dream for them. And and um, you know, just seeing the fruit of that is just—it's it, mind blowing. Oh, that's awesome. And I, I really—I
0: mean, I can notice just via Instagram. That's how I know these things. Really
1: <laughs> it, <it's laughs> Yes. I, I try to be—I try to be selective about how much I Instagram pictures of the grandbaby because I, I don't want to be that. No, Nana, you know, you're not those things. So <laughs> you're not. No, I just I can I
0: can just tell that you have a close relationship with your daughters. And yeah. that is special. You mean that's that
1: yeah.
0: that's it's priceless. That's great. And did you feel like were you close to them during those elementary middle school years because you like you said, you tuned into what they liked? Could you, were you like a best friend or were you just you were just loving on them in the way they felt loved? You know what I'm saying? How they say you can't be your kid's friend, you have to be your parent. Yeah. But where you it sounds like you were the parent, but yet you were loving them well to them.
1: Well I think when, when kids get into the um, middle school and high school years, your, your parenting style really does have to change. And hopefully, you know, hopefully you've established um, some good groundwork in the early years and, and you're working on a. A basis of mutual respect. Mm. Um, but I think you, you know, you, even in your, in your discipline, because you you will always be having to discipline, but you, you come at it from an angle, not so much as a, um, disciplinarian, but at like a coach Mm, maybe because they're, they're, they're in the game and, you know, you, I guess one thing I really um, try to tell other parents is that you, you should not fear um, experiences that um, cause them to fail or struggle or um, be disappointed um, because those, those are things that you you want to have happen while they're under your roof Mm -hmm. so that you can help guide their response to those things and help them, um, you know, navigate real life issues. So we, um, you know, we hate to see our kids um, try out for things and not make the team or be treated unfairly by a teacher or, um, You know, hear language that we don't approve of, uh, all of those things. And and rather than just, you know, shutting them down with a speech or going in and trying to fix it, um, that's really the opportunity that you have as a parent to just um, to talk about those things and, and just say, you know, what are, what are your options? How do we respond? Um, how can we do this better? Um, because they're going to be young adults in really in just a a matter of a few years. And if they've never, um, had to deal with some of those difficult issues without your guidance, then, you know, it, it, you don't know what you're going to get. So, um, yeah, you do, you do parent differently as they, as they get older, but, but we shouldn't fear those things. Those are, you know, you just prayerfully move forward and, um, you you never really feel completely confident, but I feel that if they're, um, if they know that you are for them, you're on their side, that you are their biggest cheerleader, they're way more likely to come to you and, 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 ask you to help them deal with the issues that they're dealing with i think that's
0: so 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 wise and um i just love your approach to this whole mothering thing that's why i wanted to ask you on because i just sense it and and your attitude and just um how you interact with people and then i can kind of Mm. get glimpses of it like i said through the very amazing social media of instagram but just i just i mean i think that that is totally it sometimes we can put us against them and this like, I've got to make you behave or keep you from the worst evils ever. But I think to know that you're on the same team that you're on a, you're the coach on the same team, um, trying to help them live the best life. I mean, that's, that's a discipler. So
1: I think that's great. Yeah. Oh, well, I just, I just so enjoy, um, talking with you and, you know, and just seeing what you're doing with your boys and, um, the ages that, that they are right now, you know, you're, you're in a very, very busy, um, physically exhausting, um, time of, of motherhood. And, um, you know, it, it it's just, it's a pleasure for me to be able to say, to you and to younger moms, just to, you know, to hang in there and, and to just know that the Lord is, he's for you mm. and he's on your side and he's giving you daily grace and, and, um, you know, daily strength to, um, meet the needs of, of your children. And, and just the fact that, you know, you are, you are your children's best gift mm. and, mm-hmm. um, and you just, you, we should never forget that there, um, they will go through life and know that you are always, um, you always have their back, that you are doing your very best for them. And, um, you know, what greater gift can a, can a child have as they go into life than to know that their mom, you know, isn't perfect, but, you know, but loves them and supports them. So I, I just see what you're doing and my hat's off to you. I think you're doing an awesome job. Well, I'll take that encouragement. Thanks.
0: I hope what Rachel shared brought you a little bit of joy, or maybe you're thinking about it, thinking about an area of parenting that you're currently struggling with, or is there something that you can lighten up a little bit about? What do you hope your children will remember about their childhood when they are grown? And how do you respond in a healthy way when you're angry? What is something that maybe your current parenting stage you're looking forward to moving on from? Maybe quarantine. I don't know. And how can we choose to notice joy? How can we be joy mongers, those who actively look for moments of joy? Even there's so many things that we can complain and pick apart and be critical of, but what can we see? Can we notice laughter in our children? Can we pay attention to those moments of joy? I know I need that reminder. So I'm going to pray for us. Lord, help open our eyes to see the joy in the present moment when we are frustrated with unproductive moments, when we are frustrated with a developmental stage that we feel stuck in, when we are angry with a character flaw in ourselves or in our kids, Lord, I pray that you would fill us supernaturally with your Holy Spirit of patience, that you would help us recognize moments of joy to capture them, to remember them. We pray that we could just... Lean into your guidance on those areas where we're struggling, where we can need to maybe let loose some expectations and trust you more. I pray for each person listening that they would be encouraged by you today in some unique way. In Jesus' name, amen. Men, thanks y'all for joining us in this summer of mentorship. We will have five more weeks of this. Uh, next week, we have Dorena Williamson talking to us about helping our children embrace differences. And we have questions for each episode if you are wanting to discuss them with friends. Um, you can find that on our special Facebook page or in the show notes. Uh, we want to make sure you all are getting together, whether it's virtually or socially distanced. So that we can maintain these mom friendships and not mom alone. All right. See you here next week. Adios. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Don't Mom Alone podcast. If you're wanting to connect with more people and more resources to help remind you that you're not alone, head over to DontMomAlone.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guests. Most importantly, I want you to know the good news the great news that you're not alone because God has promised to always be with you. With faith in Jesus Christ, the one who died for you and rose again, Jesus said when he left, he was going to leave a helper, a comforter to be with us. God in us, moms, that's superpower. So while you're washing dishes at your kitchen sink, while you're driving to and from work, while you're feeding that baby late into the night, while you're cleaning sticky floors, God promises to be just as present with you